Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's March 22nd, and it's the first Monday of spring. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. President Biden's new hotel contract to house migrant families. Plus, the glaring differences between the men's and women's NCAA tournaments. But first, our pandemic tax mess is today's one big thing. The IRS has extended the deadline for filing your taxes to May 17th, but even with that extra month, this is not going to be easy. Axios' chief financial correspondent, Felix Salmon, is here to tell us why this is so complicated. Good morning, Felix. Good morning, Nyla. So with federal taxes, how much of this is complicated by stimulus checks, unemployment filings, remote work, or do we want to say all of the above? It's all of the above and then a whole bunch of extra stuff. The stimulus bills that got passed in 2020 and even most recently in 2021, they didn't involve a lot of new taxes, but they did change the tax code in dozens of different ways. That is the law now. That does apply to 2020. But the IRS hasn't given detailed guidance to accountants in terms of what that actually means in practice. Accountants don't read statutes. They read guidance from the IRS. And that doesn't exist. The IRS also pushes out software, basically saying, just use this software and it will work things out for you. That software doesn't exist. We're just really not ready to do our 2020 taxes yet. Will we be by May 17th? Federal taxes probably will be in a much better place. State taxes, probably not, to be honest. So the move seems to be you make a guess about how much you think you're going to owe, and you pay roughly that much by May 17, but you don't technically file your taxes. You just make the payments, and then you do an extension to October, and then you file in October and get a refund if you've overpaid. That just sounds like a mess. It's a complete mess. It does not have to be this way. If you, like me, are English or Spanish, the government just works out how much you owe for you since they know how much tax you've paid and they know how much you've earned. It's called a return-free tax filing, but that's never going to happen here. Wait, what are the reasons why we can't do that here? So there are two main reasons. The first one is there's this big company called Intuit, which owns TurboTax, and they make billions of dollars from making it complicated and forcing you to use their software. And they spend a lot of that money on lobbying to make sure that it doesn't become easy, because if it became easy, then you wouldn't need to pay to use TurboTax. And then the second reason is that it's an article of faith among anti-tax Republicans that if Paying taxes was easy and invisible, then people wouldn't hate it so much. And they really want people to hate paying taxes so that they can persuade them that taxes are too high. Before I let you go, Felix, one important question. Does this extension apply to state and local taxes? That's an incredibly good question. And the answer is maybe. It applies probably to some and also not to others. Felix Salmon is Axios' chief financial correspondent. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Nyla. In 15 seconds, the new plan to house migrant families in hotels. Welcome back to Axios Today. The Biden administration has granted an $86 million contract for hotel rooms to house migrant families who cross the southern border. That's according to Scoop from Axios political reporter Steph Kite. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. What do we know about this contract? 
So the contract is for hotel rooms that will be near the border in both Texas and Arizona for about 1,200 migrant family members who cross the U.S.-Mexico border. And one thing that's really important is that this has to do with families and not minors who cross the border without their parents. This move also signals the rising number of families. And there are different processes for both of those, but we're seeing the administration really strapped for resources in both situations. What is the status of overcrowding at the border? We are continuing to see more and more migrants coming across the border and high numbers of people being held in the Border Patrol facilities. Axios received some exclusive photos of one overflow facility in Donna, Texas, that shows very crowded tent conditions. The photos are inside of a tent facility, and inside the tent there are these pods, these plastic barriers that separate different groups of migrants. The pods in this particular Donna Overflow facility, they usually have a capacity of just under 260 migrants, and at least one of the pods had over 400 male unaccompanied minors inside of it. Steph, one thing we also like to do on Mondays is give people a preview of what to watch for in Washington this week. And when it comes to immigration, I just wanted to ask, what are you watching for this week? When it comes to the Hill, we saw two pieces of legislation pass the House last week. Um, One would provide a pathway to citizenship for DREAMers and TPS holders, and another that would provide a pathway to citizenship for unauthorized immigrants who are farm workers. These are bills that have had more bipartisan support than other immigration efforts, but it's still looking to be a pretty uphill battle to get through the Senate. We know that some Democrats are already eyeing the next reconciliation package to try to get those through that way. Steph Kite covers immigration for Axios. The women's NCAA basketball tournament got underway yesterday in San Antonio, but not after some controversy. As athletes took to social media to show their disdain for the amenities in the women's tournament. Kendall Baker is Axios' sports editor and joins us now. So, Kendall, this started with the weight room, but there's been discrepancies talking about COVID testing, even the food. What's going on here? The fact that both these bubbles are happening at the same time, I think, has opened up the ability for fans and, and players and everybody to look at them side by side and identify the differences. So the men's are, are getting daily PCR testing. The women are getting the less reliable daily antigen testing. The men's food looks way better. And I think it's causing controversy because they're happening at the same time and they're speaking to larger issues in women's uh, sports. Kendall, I'm sure there are people who are thinking the men's tournament makes more money and that's why they have nicer things. But there are others who might be wondering where Title IX comes into play. How do either of those things relate here? So in terms of Title IX, what most people I don't think are aware of is that the NCAA itself is not governed by Title IX. The universities are. In terms of the the money conversation, I think that speaks to the idea of, well, is the NCAA a capitalistic structure? And of course, the NCAA has gone to great lengths to say that they are not. Of course, they don't pay their players. And so it's, it's, it's not supposed to be all about money. Kendall Baker is Axios' sports editor, and you can join me and Kendall tomorrow at 1230 Eastern for a virtual event on systemic racism in sports. We're going to be talking to ABC ESPN analyst Jalen Rose and L.A. Chargers running back Justin Jackson. Thanks, Kendall. Thank you. We are united. We are united. One last thing before we leave you today. 
Tens of thousands of Americans across the country rallied this weekend to show support for Asian Americans after last week's deadly shootings in Atlanta. Like 19-year-old Filipino-American Simon Rafael Piolo in L.A. I have not felt this kind of pride in who I am. I cannot stress this enough. I have not felt Asian in a long time. And I thank everyone here who came out just to support us and support the fight against hate because you're doing something for many disaffected Asian youth. Thanks to KPCC's Josie Wong for that audio. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me directly on Twitter. My handle's Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast, Axios Recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.